0: And we're, ro- and we're off welcome along to the worst idea of all time episode 11 sorry it's late but goddamn, we had some technical difficulties my name's guy montgomery and i'm tim back coming to you live from the beautiful capital city of new zealand Hoylington. wellington we've just walked out of a cafe this is going to be a roving podcast so we're gonna um we're gonna rove the streets yeah that street noise that's, that's right legit. that's real atmos that was a big truck uh, so just a little bit of a... First of all, I guess the background on the podcast. The of the time. We watch Grown Ups 2 once a week and review it. Uh, this week we watched it two... Not today, not yesterday, two days ago. Yes. And then we recorded what, in my opinion... <laughs> was the best podcast possibly not even of ours of all time ever i i I actually
1: agree with you um the only thing i take issue with is your word record because we believed we were recording the greatest podcast of all time but it turns out we simply had the greatest conversation that could potentially
0: have at one point been a podcast (laughs) (laughs) it was just two guys walking around wellington talking into a microphone wrapped up in a beanie we looked like a couple of fucking drop kicks but it was gold but it also wasn't recording so that's uh, right and i think that the, the fact, I think it makes it performance art. If it doesn't get distributed, it's not a podcast, it's performance art. Well, how befitting that we're in Wellington doing
1: performance art, just roaming the streets. But anyway, this is our second crack at it. A little bit of background as well on this watch of Grown Ups 2, Numero Eleven O No. Yeah, as they say in Espanol. As they say nowhere, because that's not how you say things. Uh, we got a little distracted during this week's viewing, and oh, I'm tempted right. to say we actually probably need to watch the movie again. Because we need to keep it kosher, so that there's no question of us having seen the film 52 times at the end no, of this journey. We, we're on. Well,
0: we definitely watched the film. The it issue was, was it was on. It the was The film there. was on. We were in the room, but the night before, I had spilt some. I was staying with my lovely friend Fergus and his girlfriend Sophie, who's Good. also lovely. Good on you, Fergus and Quick shout out. Yeah, <laughs> cheers for the free a com. Uh And I, I in, in a moment of, of jubilation i spilt red wine on their beige carpet and didn't notice until the morning so yeah. so it had dried so no, i mean red wine's not a good thing on white carpet at the best of times no. but it dried my god it was a real nightmare of a situation so we spent we spent a lot of the film sort of watching grown-ups too sort of addressing the red wine stain. i reckon yeah. let's aim for the waterfront oh the we'll go down there okay cool so um a key part of that that you're missing is uh it was quite
1: exciting because it was actually a race against time sophie <laughs> One of the co-proprietors of said property was actually away, uh, coming from an overseas trip, I believe. Well, she, was, she was in Auckland, yeah. Oh, well, overseas if you pass one on the coast too far or something. <laughs> um, so she was arriving back in, had no knowledge of the red wine stain, uh, but your mate Fergus
0: did, so we were struggling to right. put the house Tim, back in. Tim into Bat the really came order. into his, his own, he microwaved a sponge, to try and what were you doing? Steam well,
1: steam? I, a, a steam mop would have been the ideal thing to have. Uh, we didn't have time to, to, to rent one or buy one. Because then it you can soften the material, like the dried wine, and kind of lift it out. Um, we didn't have access to that, so I just grabbed some kitchen sponges and chucked them in the microwave, creating the same kind of steamy <laughs> effect.
0: He was they were too hot for him to touch with his hands, so he was he was microwaving sponges on a plate and then dabbing, dabbing them. Dabbing them with the with tongs. It was yep. a a Hell of a visual, um, Good operation. But then, you see, what you were doing is just pouring
1: litre after litre of soda water on top of the situation. I reckon I put about five litres of soda water into that carpet <laughs> and then throwing additional baking soda on top because you had read somewhere that soda is supposed to lift stains. There's a
0: website called uh re- com or something like that, yeah. And I just I, was, I just trusted it that's what happened yeah, well, I, just, I just I don't think you followed the directions because salt is the ticket to that well, if you, you look could have dump a lot of salt on if you look at the uh, at the carpet you would say it was a, what I it was a failure uh, the operation not a total failure but certainly not a roaring success either I have made the promise to Ferguson Sarah that when I leave the house so too will the stain I do not know how I'm going to follow through on that promise that might be a bit empty. Well, I think you should invest in a uh, rug doctor. Steaming mad at dirt, bro. Steaming mad at dirt. Look at this. God, Wellington is oh. absolutely alive today. It's a beautiful day in the capital. They say you can't beat Wellington on a good day. No, I'd have to agree.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Now we're currently balls deep in the middle of the New Zealand International Comedy Festival as well, which is the reason Guy and I are in the spare city right now. And uh, how's the show
0: been going so far, Guy? And how does it relate to grown-ups too? Well, it's gone okay, man. I've had one night I was very happy with, and yep. two nights where I thought I was laboured some jokes a little bit. I see. But um, it's my first time running an hour. And largely, it feels okay. What about you? How's Timbet saves Planet Earth?
1: Oh, look, uh, it's going, it's going all right. Uh, it's probably not exactly where I want it to be right now, but it's, it's good. You know, you get to try new things every night, tinker with the show getting your audiences in
0: you you road test you're getting many punters through the door oh you're getting a few punters mate yeah shifting units shifting units shifting units as like, they say i got a boat full of units so i got to get rid of it Do too. yeah. yeah mate have you got too many units in? I've ordered too many units you're like big save furniture you, yeah you yeah. got to get rid I'm of like a, I'm like a Guy Williams joke <laughs> that you are, you're a walking, talking guy, William. Anyway, to. so we watched it on the. When did we? What does it say? It's today is Friday. Friday. We watched the movie on the Wednesday, right? Uh, and I was quite hungover after celebrating the the show. Obviously, hungover enough to be spilling red wine and not noticing it. Yeah. I was really dreading the movie going in this week. Surprise, surprise! And in a late twist, Montgomery didn't want to watch the film. How well, did you feel?
1: I was actually really looking forward to the to the movie because I had um, received a, an early review on my show, which was a very helpful review, but s- somewhat scathing in parts. So I was feeling a little vulnerable. I was feeling a little uh, delicate, and obviously mortally hungover as well. And uh, I was quite prepared for this familiar film that I've seen so many
0: times before to wrap me up inside its bosom like See, a blanket, like a safety net. That's quite interesting because I have comfort films like that as well. And I, I mean, Grown Ups 2 definitely doesn't fall into that category, but I understand that sort of relationship with something like, I would say I've watched Taken almost as much as I've watched Grown Ups 2. There was a while whenever I was hungover, I just watched Take It. you have never was, seen it. What? I've never seen Taken. It. It's a really good time. It's, sort of, it's, it's, that, it's got that blanket effect. It wraps you up. You feel safe. You know you're in safe hands. I would argue, though, that... Is that because of Liam
1: Neeson? Like, you just trust him implicitly. You've kind of confused the role of his character in the film
0: and the role of the movie in your life, if you see what I'm saying. Uh, I, I kind of gently understand what you're saying. Just for, for clarity as well, I am once again today <laughs> mortally hungover. My brain is not moving at full speed. Whoa! That's a, Look at that guy. That's a noisy car. Bloody hell. Shit, all right. Uh, yeah, so uh, just to
1: give you an idea as well, where we're broadcasting from right now, we're on the... Uh, corner of Taranaki and Wakefield streets we're uh, gonna get this light by
0: the way to, are we gonna yeah Jesus yeah. all right we're walking pa- no don't run it's still we don't need to run you're making us look dumb oh. Oh. I don't want to get hit by a bloody car we're walking in- past the gas station heading straight for the waterfront I think it's gonna be a nice walk yeah um so yeah during oh, the movie happened. you for some reason were looking forward to it and then how long do you think it took before you realized how fucking stupid that was and you were hating yourself again Initial opening shot of the beautiful
1: sweeping camera pan yeah, yeah. going over the trees of Minnesota, Minnesota is Connecticut, really? I Connecticut. think. Uh, and and then when as soon as that deer starts peeing, I'm out.
0: I am pissed off again. That's no, right, I'm in a bad way. And we probably watched, like we watched it properly. I'd say the first half hour, and then oh, at least yeah, yeah, then, then, top, yeah forty-five minutes. Then the watched. looming threat of a, an angry girlfriend and a red wine stain sort of distracted us. I mean, at one point we had a. a Vacuum cleaner and a hairdryer on the stain, and it was really, I mean, it was too noisy to hear any of the dialogue.
1: I I, I mean, look, I don't want to toot my own trumpet, but I feel like I really took charge of that situation and started (laughs) running a a complicated, multi pronged attack. I would
0: describe it as complicated, yes. I do think you did take charge as well, actually. Uh, I think, in a crisis situation, that's when old Timbo comes into the This red wine stain didn't know what fucking hit it. We were coming at it from all angles. It's a bit of baking soda, it's a bit of soda water, it's a bit of vacuum, it's a hairdryer, it's salt. It's regular water. It's a sponge. Turns out it didn't lift the stain, though. It is no. still there. No, I think we just embedded the stain deeper in the carpet.
1: Well, what you did do, interestingly, with the um, soda water uh, and, and the baking the, the soda powder on it, is you managed to fuse the fibre of the carpet together. So it was in a far worse condition than when we started.
0: Or right, easy now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But getting back right. to grown I hope Sophie and Fergus don't listen to this.
1: Getting back to grown-ups, too, for a second, mate. Um... So, look, uh, 45 minutes. Do you, did anything jut out to you this watch,
0: um, Numero 11 that hasn't been I, before. Nothing in particular, really, that I hadn't noticed before. Um, I am watching more the background of shots now. Like, there was yeah. one, th- oh, one thing I did notice. One moment when I could see Chris Rock's insides dying a little bit was uh, there's a scene where David Spade teaches Colin Quinn, who works at an ice cream shop, how to... How to fix his ice cream machine, and it, the gag is it's a, it's a sight gag. It looks like a oh, look fucking crocodile bike, by the way, bro. Yeah, the here. Oh my god. Oh.
1: That
0: a, that a, Trouble in family paradise. That crocodile bike is not the unifying experience we'd hoped for. Hey, bro. Do you know I've been inside they, that boat? I didn't know that.
1: Um, did that little girl just stop the crocodile bike because she screamed fuck really loud? I'm not sure. I think that's what... I thought she said, Jesus, fuck, and then the dad hit the brakes on that thing. I think that's what we just walked past. I think she looked scared. Yeah, because she knew Look what she was in she of, of us. Look at them, they've spread across. This is really oh, weird. Jesus, we're in the middle of something. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
0: Sorry, you were saying Chris Rock? Oh, yeah, Chris Rock. So, yeah, uh, David Spade, yeah, it's a, it's a joke. It looks like someone's doing a big poo out of an ice cream machine, right? Yeah. And in the background, like, so you get the shot of that, and then you get the shot of the people watching on and laughing, like, ha, 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 this is so funny, we're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Rock is being located at the back of this shot. Yeah. And he's just, I mean, he's really superfluous, all right? You can barely even see him. But Does when you do run. see him, doesn't have a line, nothing. When you do see him, you can see in his eyes, he's just like, oh... I don't need to be on set today. I I shouldn't... I'm Chris fucking Rock. I'm one of the best stand-up comedians of all time. Yeah. I don't need this. Yeah. And that's one thing that did jut out to me. What about you?
1: Um, well, there was a moment uh, that I saw on this viewing where Adam Sandler is trying to explain to his wife, Selma Hayek, that, like, the reason he doesn't want to do a lot of stuff today, go out and see Becky, Donna, Becky, Becky's... uh, ballet recital, etc. It's because this is the first time he's managed to relax in his life that he's not working yeah. since high school. He says, this is the first time I haven't had a job. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, she just steamrolls it. And um, <laughs> I felt sorry for Adam Sandler in that moment because
0: it's right at the start of the film before you find and out that he's a fucking dude. If you're familiar with any of our, our previous podcasts, you'll know that, I mean, for, for Tim Batt to be feeling sympathy for Adam Sandler in this movie is really something because you big are... big deal. Big deal.
1: But it's only brief. It's only briefly lived. But I just think that, you know, they're in a marriage... They've got kids together. They've been together, obviously, for at least sort of fourteen, fifteen years, judging by the age of the kids. And um, it, it upsets me that uh, Salma Hayek's character just steamrolls over one genuine moment of vulnerability that Ennis has. Well, Salma I mean, but this is—it's
0: sort of like a little—it's a—it's a red flag for the, the way the characters treat each other throughout the whole movie. This is not a nice town. No. they're in. these people, it like, it sort of dictates how everyone communicates with each other, and the way they communicate with each other is. Is poorly It's through insults It's not like in New Zealand though Where you you sort of There's that There's an undercurrent Of love to everything You know you tear your friends down But it's understood At the end of the day We all get along And we're we're very firm friends These are just people being Mean to each other And since it's such a small town Yes They have no choice But to keep hanging out With the same miserable people I hear ya You're dead right and, and, and it's, uh, it makes an interesting viewing of the
1: film, and by interesting I mean horrible, because you can't gravitate towards any character, because they're all as terrible as each other. Mate, except, except... Do you know what? Except David Spade. David Spade is... Higgins... It? may be the star of this movie. This may be a new thing we haven't cracked onto I before. I think we've touched
0: on David Spade before.
1: We have, a little bit, but maybe not in the depth that he deserves. Because if you think about it, he's the one character where there's a bit of an emotional core to his story arc. He's got a son he's just found out about. He, he's genuinely trying to make a crack out of it. He knows that, as a father, there's certain responsibilities that he's yeah, now... But th- you think he lo- have what's the first thing him?
0: he does when he finds out he's got a son? He lies... He tells his son that he's doing something so that he doesn't have to look after him for the day. It's dad talk. Dad's lie. It's dad talk. (laughs) I guess there's an element of truth in this. We are now... Where are we? We're crossing... So
1: um, I don't know what this bridge is called, this There's a whole lot of
0: funky wood stuff. It's the the bridge that you go
1: over um, that takes you from the waterfront to the Civic Square. We're currently looking at... uh, Wellington Central City Library to our north, yeah, yeah. Uh, to our east. It's actually quite a nice spot we've found here. Yeah, that's
0: the uh, art gallery over there. Yeah, that's the art gallery, that's the library. Should we go pop a squat on the stairs down there? That's a yeah, quite yeah. essentially
1: Wellington thing to be looking at. The fern ball there, the metal fern ball I'm in the middle. I'm
0: absolutely of, positively keen for an authentic Wellington experience. I hope we get commission from the council for that plug. Do you know what? When
1: we originally tried to do the record for this week... God, it was a stonker. I can't stress that enough. But also, we um, we did like a Hikoi-style journey through Wellington toward
0: Parliament. Should we do it now? I don't know Should if I've do- got the time. I've got, got lunch plans, mate. Oh, fuck. i got lunch Well, plans. I mean, we, what we wanted to do, and what we did do, but obviously we don't have the evidence for you, is, is we took this conversation, and it is an important conversation, and we are having it weekly, we took it to the beating heart of New Zealand. Mm. We took it to the, the beehive, where all of the busy bees, they, they flit around and they... They 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 swarm the hive. Yeah. I mean, it's. See, I think you've been, you've been taken in by the name of the beehive, mate. It's just it's like it's,
1: it's just a reference to what the building looks like. No, not, I understand that
0: what they they function essentially as a as a community of, of bees. And obviously, John keys the queen bee, and all the bees they come in every day and they, they make honey for John. They feed it. They feed him honey. A junkie's just sitting on a big 10-litre tub of honey in there.
1: No, see, I think you've been thrown off, because it's called the beehive, because it's, architecturally it's kind of interesting. But it, it, it's not how it
0: functions on I mean, the inside. Mate, I mean, we could sit here and speculate about New Zealand politics all day. Uh, what was your, your shining light in the film this week, Tim?
1: Um, so something that was interesting is that... Uh, it had been eight days since we last saw the film and it really felt like fresh eyes that we were bringing to the viewing this yeah. week all it takes is a day out of sync and suddenly it's a whole new movie I know and um, actually I, I, I think I may be stealing a comment that you made Now, our original uh, attempt at this podcast this week but John Lovitz like, yeah. retu- like a return to form <laughs> John Lovitz hasn't changed I've changed I acknowledge that but just seeing uh, no, I come I, through again, you're like, yeah, here's.
0: John Lovitz, I was in hysterics at John Lovitz in, the, in the movie this week.
1: Talented sharp knife cutting through the terrible I, think, of the I film. believe
0: you speculated that you think all of his lines that made the final cut were ad libbed lines. Oh, yeah, 100%. There's no way that Sandler came up with that shit. It's gold. Too good. He is because I th- I was thinking I was enjoying it, but he's a ver- he is of all of them probably one of the most deplorable characters. He is an absolute sexual pervert and a creep.
1: Yeah, but they're not trying to present him as anything but like. that's the thing with the other characters. It's like the movie's trying to go, oh look at these lovable larrikins, but it, it accidentally reveals that all of them are cunts. Whereas John Lovett's is like, check out this cunt, and I'm like, that guy is a cunt. That's beautiful. That's
0: no, great. actually, that was sorry for the C bombs. There was way. a lot it's of C bombs. Oh, uh, no, that was actually very succinctly and accurately put. That was bang on the nose. Well, look, after 11 watches, I'm
1: getting pretty good at uh, yeah. <laughs> reviewing this film and taking it apart. Nuts I, and bolts.
0: I, I did an interview with someone where I was plugging shamelessly plugging the podcast, and I somehow I did something similar where I didn't know I could do it, but it just came out of me like a perfect little two-sentence nugget of a summation of what the movie is and why I don't like it. Yeah. What did you say? Do you remember? No. Or were you in the zone at I was the in time? the zone at the time.
1: I'm here with Guy Montgomery, Billy T nominee for 2014. Guy, what do you do when you're not uh, doing stand-up?
0: Oh, I actually have a podcast with my friend Tim. Tim Bet. Uh, he's also nominated for the Billy T this year. It's called the Worst Idea of All Time. Can and you, we
1: j- just briefly, just really briefly, can you tell me what the podcast is exactly? Uh,
0: yeah. Well, we watch we watch grown ups two every week and review it. So the same movie every week, and it's just it's it's oh, I can't do it. I can't generate this. Dang. Sorry, mate. Oh. Nice, little, little, ro- as, nice little, little, little,
1: little, little role play though. You're not as good an actor as Kevin James, clearly. Um, Kevin James is still my least. I think he's my least favorite character. Higgins is my fave. Whatever Ke- Kevin James's character's name, I haven't even bothered Loma, to remember Lemonsoff,
0: Lemonsoff. You know, he, he runs the n- damn near the best auto body parts shop in town, or some some garbage. It is. was uh, Taylor Lautner, isn't it? If I might, yeah. Who's in the movie? If I might move away from the movie just briefly, too. I mean, how are you enjoying your time down here? in... In Wellington. Just gorgeous. I mean, has this weather not really, has one not turned it up for the fest? It's an absolute treat. It's great to be here. I,
1: uh, some people know this, grew up in Wellington, did all my high schooling here. It's great to be back, seeing some people I haven't seen in many, many years. And uh, yeah, you're dead right about the weather, mate. Couldn't be better. And that's that's what people want to hear when they tune into a podcast. That's right. What's the weather doing in a place I don't live? Probably. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think it's a real triumph because you know you you would have thought we got very lucky on the on the Wednesday to do an outdoor roving podcast. Uh, you wouldn't get two days in Wellington where that was an option. But I mean, it, we could have quite we could have feasibly done this on any day of the week. It's been so good. I want to ask you a
1: question, guy. Um, do you do you think that we will need to watch the movie again this week? Because uh, to clarify, the reason. I don't want to get to the end of the year and say, well, I've seen... When the, the, when, the Guinness, when the Guinness
0: Book of World Records comes along Correct. and they're verifying our record and Correct. they listen to episode 11 and they say, you know, uh, technically... Uh,
1: technicality, mate.
0: Well, Tim... So, I think we need to just make absolutely sure that we have
1: watched it because we are... It's an important part of this podcast that we're very disciplined about watching. Some people ask, and we often get these questions, do you actually watch yeah. the I can assure you, hand on heart, we are watching this film every single Fucking way.
0: That's correct, actually. I think, well, in that in that vein, Tim, I think we do have to watch it again. But I mean, that's going to be weird though because we're not going to do a podcast afterwards. It's just no, going to, but that's probably going to make it. Well, it'll feed the, into next week. But the, run, yeah, the podcast sort of at least lends purpose to watching the movie. If we just watch the movie and don't. It's just like it's dude, cinematic self-pedulation. We're, we're just, <laughs> yeah, we're just is having a is. shit time together. Yeah, it's it's uh, no, it's awful. There's no doubt about it. But it, it, no, I think I, it's got to be done. And then we will have watched it 52 and a half times, and um, well, not at the end of the year, obviously, not yet. And what what was the other thing I was going to say is. It's, that's going to make for a real shit... Yeah, that's going to make for a real dugger next week. Because, what is it, Friday? Mm. What say we return to form and record the next one on Monday? Yeah, as we, 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 should, as we should do it. Be doing that, get back into so that means desktop. that we're going to watch the movie twice in the span of three or four days. I don't Imagine think that's that. good for your mental health. Imagine that.
1: Danger, danger. Good God. Oh God. Oh, what a crippling well, realise that. Hey, you know what would be funny, though? If we booked out a four-hour slot and watched it twice back to back.
0: Oh, good Lord. I think that's a concept. I think that's... that's oh, my God, are we... That's week Are we 12. we down? We're going to double down on week 12. So here you so go. Back, so so fun to back. Yeah, fun to back. We're going to watch Grown Ups 2 back to back, all right? This is the tease for episode 12 next week. Holy
1: shit. What in have a, I
0: done? In a courageous return to form, Tim and Guy sit down and watch Grown Ups 2 back to back. Grown Ups 2 times 2. That's coming up in week 12. Uh, in the meantime, Tim, do you want to plug anything? Uh. Uh. No. All right. I want to say, <laughs> if I don't make it back to the podcast next week because I'm fucking doing the stupid double billing, that I love my family, I love all of my friends, and um, and thanks to anyone who's bought a ticket to either of our comedy shows, it's very nice of you.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping
0: and 365-day returns.
1: I feel we're really
0: estranged from the movie and these podcasts now, you know? No. We covered them. We got... Fuck, if you listen back to this, this is loaded with nuggets. There's a level of insight going into grown-ups too on this podcast, which it doesn't deserve or warrant, and I'm pretty sure they didn't want, but that's what happens here on the worst radio of all time. I'm Guy Montgomery in Wellington. I'm Tim Batts, signing off for another week. Don't watch the movie, for the love of God, and like the Facebook Certainly don't double bill it. Don't (laughs) double bill it. Oh my God. Unless...
1: Well, maybe this is like the drinking game. Maybe if you want to have an experience and say, I... Uh, it's like people who Inflict stigmata on themselves Because they want to be Closer to Christ If you want to be Closer to me and Guy Double bill it I fucking
0: dare you Don't do it don't, No don't, I gotta no, go through With no, it Don't do, do that. Like, okay, stop recording this, okay. is, this is going off the rails Alright uh, Take care Lots of love. I'm going to push the button right I'm going to push it